0: Listen to them Children of the night What music they make
1: There are things that go bump in the night And we are the ones who bump back I see dead people Somewhere in the cosmos Perhaps, intelligent life may be watching these lights of ours, aware of what they mean. Or do our lights wander a lifeless cosmos? I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with General Secretary Gorbachev, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held. If suddenly there was
0: a threat to this world from another planet, outside in the
1: universe, well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us, we can bring about that realization. Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to another episode of Cryptique, where Ryan and I discuss the paranormal, hidden history, conspiracy theories, forbidden knowledge, and so much more. If movies are a passion of yours, check out Ryan's other podcast, Movie How, where Ryan and his buddy Joe discuss movies past and present. You may just find your next favorite flick. If true crime is more your style, check out my other podcast, Exploring Evil, where I bring you tales of lesser-known serial killers, occult murders, and some with a paranormal twist. We would like to ask you to subscribe, rate, and review to help others find this podcast. You can email us case suggestions at crypticpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Get out your chastity belts and holy water. What are we talking about tonight, Ryan? <laughs> we are talking about uh, incubi and succubi. I guess
2: that would be the correct pluralization. These are demons that are at least according to the story, supposed to enter the dreams of women and engage in sexual activity in order to conceive a child. Mm. Now, other stories say that they do this to take energy or to cause general mischief. Um, but it's always consistent that they're after some kind of sexual encounter with humans. So th- okay. the incubus is the male version that goes after a female victim, typically. And the succubus is the female form of that creature. And what I've found through my research is that these are likely the same thing and that Mm -hmm. it's able to change its form depending on whatever it is it's trying to achieve at that
1: time. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, demons are going to be tricksters and they're going to probably appear in whatever form is most advantageous to them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, taking the feeding or vamping, as I've heard it described, the sexual energy of males is kind of the job of the succubus. And there's a lot of different stories about them, but I've... What I read says that they maybe don't appear as like a perfect female form, that there may be blurry spots. If you can picture seeing one in your room, there might be blurry spots where their genitalia would be and their nipples, and that uh, the belief is that they are kind of. They have trouble duplicating The human form completely Mm -hmm. So That's something to look out for If you're having a dream and there's blurry nipples It could be a succubus
2: Or you're watching way too much Japanese Pornography That's true (laughs) So along those lines Yeah it's They don't seem to appear like A normal human It's not like they appear as this perfect Enticing thing um, some of the encounters that I read, and I I read quite a few, a lot of them, you know, I don't, well, none of them I thought were worth completely w- verbatim reading them here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who had these experiences had very similar ones where the thing that appears to them is, is like you said, it's kind of blurry. It's a little bit out of focus. They can't quite see everything that's going on with it. Uh, typically in the dreams part of it, they're, you know, they're not a perfect human. They're not what that person would normally want to dream about or have this mm-hmm. experience with. You know, in, in one case, there was a girl, a female, who was saying that she had this experience with a an incubus and that it had, you know, kind of some monstrous features to it. Like, it, it really scared her when it looked at her. She was having this experience and trying to get a better look at it to understand what was happening. And when it looked at her, it it horrified her. And she Mm -hmm. said that some of the people that she talked to about it said, well, you probably just had a dream and you know, the realness probably it was just a lucid dream. And she was saying like, no, I, this, I've never dreamt about anything like this. And if I had any control over it, I wouldn't dream about anything like this again. Uh, And there was one case. It was a little difficult to read. I don't think English was their native language. I forget where they came from, Mm -hmm. Um, but they had an experience where they, were trying to sleep. This was a male. He was trying okay. to sleep and he felt something touch his hair and he said he was kind of out of it enough that he didn't really think anything of it, didn't really know what it was, thought it was maybe wind or something like that. And then he felt, you know, a hand touch his back and something touch his lips and opened his eyes and saw kind of this like blue semi transparent form mm-hmm. that dissipated after a few seconds. That was the only one like that that I found, too. And this was an encounter during daylight hours. Okay. So that was also
1: unusual. That is unusual. Um, So what I read says that uh, they prefer to appear in dreams. And, you know, that would kind of, I guess, if you're having a dream, you have less ability to resist, perhaps you are more likely to, I guess, go along with it. Like, oh, it's just a dream. And that they also try to induce sleep paralysis in the victim. Mm. And obviously that would, you know, take away their ability to sort of fight back, I guess. And that they may be encountered on the astral plane. So if any of you guys are trying to do any astral projection or anything like that you you could run into an incubus or a succubus
2: yeah so some of the encounters that i read about did hint at sleep paralysis they didn't exactly refer to it in those terms but one in particular was a female encountering an incubus or what she believed to be an incubus she said she could feel like something was laying next to her and touching her thigh Mm -hmm. and she was trying to figure out what it was or what was happening because she could see that there was nothing and nobody there and when she asked it questions she became paralyzed she Mm -hmm. said that she wasn't able to move and the voice that she heard would come through basically her mind she said it was coming through her mind as though she was thinking it but it wasn't you know the thought didn't originate with her Mm -hmm. and then it seemed kind of irritated by some of it and then just left just kind of disappeared
1: hmm Scary. Yeah. I would be scared. So apparently, they drain energy from their victim by taking advantage of sexual arousal or frustration. And this theory of succubi and incubi has been around forever. And apparently, in the Middle Ages, monks, nuns, and other celibates were particularly unfond of these beings because they sought them out frequently and they believe it was due to you know the fact that they were celibate and had sexual frustration Uh. and the kind of person they would seek out someone who's sexually frustrated or maybe oversexed like you know a nymphomaniac for lack of a better term someone who is more likely to succumb to their charms, I guess.
2: Yeah, there are definitely worse terms you could have used.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you're young, you use those sorts of terms, but the older you get, the, you know, the more you realize that people are just people and we're just trying to get by the best we can. So, you know, we try not to pass judgment on anybody.
2: Yeah, I had read a little bit about encounters between, you know, members of the church And these entities And in particular That it wasn't That uncommon for nuns To have experiences with them Mm -hmm. And it is believed that they Can be impregnated by them Mm -hmm. So um, I think it might have Actually been a Wikipedia article That Mm -hmm. talked about it Where they said that uh, sometimes The nuns would be burned Mm -hmm. If they were found to be pregnant Because it was believed that it was a cambion that they were carrying, which is a child of an incubus and a human.
1: Interesting, Yeah. It's something too that I think people, I guess maybe in the middle ages or, or even, you know, more recently would blame a succubus or I guess an incubus in this case, uh, when an unwed lady would become pregnant, they would blame mm-hmm. it on an incubus to preserve their uh reputation Honor, yeah. yeah uh thomas aquinas believed that devils in the form of succubi performed fellatio on sleeping mortals then as incubi they would use their seed so obtained to impregnate virtuous unmarried women in their sleep thus producing half-human half-demonic monsters which is what you just talked about the cambrian yeah. is that what you said uh cambian cambian I believe Okay, Which is obviously where they came up with the uh, name for the medicine, Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> Help you fall asleep and not wake up, and all of a sudden you're pregnant with a demon. Mm-hmm. Those damn pharmaceutical companies.
2: I mean, it's in the fine print. That's why they have to bury <laughs> it in so much of it.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm waiting for the commercial to come out. Have you been impregnated by an incubus? Well, you may be entitled to some compensation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for the class action suit. Yeah.
1: So where do you stand on this? Do you believe that they're real or just, you know, made up? Or do you think that some of these women actually were impregnated by this demon being? I don't know. I, I didn't
2: know a lot about them when I came into it. Other than that, what what I had heard was that they're looking for energy. They get some kind of energy out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really heard the idea that they try to impregnate somebody, but I did hear that a couple places. places. Um, even when they talk about, you know, which version of this thing appears to what kind of people, there are some sources saying, you know, well, the either can appear to either, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're basically bisexual regardless of whatever form they're in. But then there were other articles or sources that said no, because they're trying to impregnate. Mm-hmm. Like a male one is not going to appear to a male one. You know, they collect seed, they use that, they strengthen it, and then they try to impregnate somebody with it. So they're not going to appear as a female to a female or a male to a male ordinarily. hmm Um, Some articles without really giving any reason as to why said that it might, it may be uh, detrimental to them to try to mate with like the same gender. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe just the way, I don't know the way they try to collect their energy or whatever it is that they're doing doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. or doesn't work as well that way. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that there's enough nuance that there are different, you know, goals that they might have Mm -hmm. and The other thing that's interesting to me is the number of encounters Mm -hmm. because there don't seem to be that many. I didn't find a lot of, you know, like major websites that had a lot of these encounters described there. I did find quite a few on forums like Reddit where people would talk about, you know, have you ever seen something like this or encountered something like this? I'm trying to figure out what to do. I just had my own experience. And then the types of experiences described range really broadly. Mm-hmm. There are, there are ones like we talked about before we started recording where it seems like people like it. Yeah. There was one, it was, it it seemed to be a young girl just based on the way she wrote, the way she described everything. She described that she was being visited by this for, you know, a number of weeks and had these experiences and she would see a form basically slither into her bed. And then she would feel it become more human and then they would engage in whatever acts they were engaging in. But when she told her sister about it, her sister told her, you know, what it was. Don't do this. This is bad news. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said that she's refusing to, I guess, forbid this thing from coming. Like she's not saying anything to it, like to stop showing up. Mm -hmm. So it seems like if she doesn't like it, she at least doesn't mind it.
1: Mm hmm. I read in a couple different spots, going back to the the way they appear, mm-hmm. that they will also try to target your hidden desires. So, you know, talking about a male appearing to a male, that if someone is extremely homophobic, they might appear as the same sex mm-hmm. and try to... I guess, compromise you that way. And I think that it's probably fair to say that a lot of people that are extremely homophobic have, you know, their own inner thoughts, and that's why they're so hateful. Hmm. Um,
2: I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Most of what I found that talked about whether or not they could be um, same sex, mm -hmm. just talked about like the physical... Issues of they're not in it for sex. They're not in it because it's what they're into. They're getting something from it, and they're mm-hmm. going to go with what's most effective to get their goal, which is impregnating somebody. But it seemed like a lot of the articles that mentioned that kind of ignore the energy issue.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's like the ones that I came across were more a- about stealing the energy than they were about trying to impregnate someone. It would make sense that they would try and impregnate someone, you know, to, I guess, reproduce. I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure either. When I read about reproduction, it seems that reproduction that creates an incubus or a succubus has to be between the same creatures. Okay. And I don't remember, I think I read the same Thomas Aquinas uh, quote as you and I don't remember if this is from the same one, but there was a source saying that basically a creature born, like a basically a person, a child born this way should not be considered like part demon or part creature or something other than human. They were saying that, you know, if it is true that the succubus collects the seed and the incubus uses it, then it's still human. Mm-hmm. Like it's being taken from one human and put into another. Right. So it's it's all human. And they should be treated as such. But then there are other sources saying that when it's one of these creatures in a human, that it's this Cambian thing, which is a supernatural creature. And what I very much would like to be another episode, they that some of them were saying, and I think I sent you this in in the notes that I sent you. uh, They think Merlin may have been one of these things. Hmm. There's a legend that Merlin was conceived between a human and one of these creatures, and that would explain some of his abilities
1: yeah um so how do they come into being how are they created
2: i have no idea all right i did a lot of i did a lot of reading and i really couldn't find anything um there were theories that they go back to basically adam and eve times
0: Mm -hmm. with lilith
2: Um, yes with lilith Mm -hmm. if you did you find much about that because i i found a couple little mentions of it but I didn't find a lot to expand on it.
1: Um, What I found is that some people theorize that they are created by more powerful beings that they are often serving, such as Lilith or possibly demons that are more powerful that can perhaps create beings. Magicians of more materialistic paradigms regard succubi to be entities created by their victim's own mind. Mm. And when I say magicians, I don't mean like Chris Angel or anything like that. I, I think this is referring to actual like wizards or alchemists of kind of a long forgotten time. And that a, a magician or a wizard could cooperate with the succubus to create a tulpa or what they called a moon child, which hmm. I thought was an interesting title, and that it could create both uh, corporeal and incorporeal beings with innate succubitic tendencies. And um, when I first read that, I was cracking up. I have to admit, um, it, it I felt like I was on Impractical Jokers, and I was trying to read something that the other guys wanted me to read
2: yeah um that made me laugh pretty pretty hard when you texted me that or yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was a text but it's like yeah Yeah. some of the stuff that i was reading especially the experiences like it's so out there it's like really who put you up to this
1: (laughs) well what i found too is there's a lot of experts a lot of experts out there these you know teenagers that you know, pretend to be vampires and stuff. They're all experts and they can Uh tell you everything you need to know about them. And it sounds like they really believe the stuff that they're saying, but Mm -hmm. um, it's, I always find it interesting when people claim to be experts on the paranormal. Yeah. You know, the, the things that we talk about are so, they're so undefined that no one can really be an expert on it. It's not like Mm. fluid dynamics where you can do studies and tests and repeat them over and over and over. And then you can finally say, well, no, when someone's walking this way and they're bleeding, this is what the blood drops on the ground are going to look like. You know, Mm. they're going to be teardrop facing this way. I did a hundred tests and they all turned out exactly the same. So I know for a fact, this is how It happens. The stuff we talk about is abstract, and yet there's still people that claim to be experts on it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the strangest posts I saw, this one was from Reddit, was um, in response to a girl who was afraid of having these incubus experiences. Mm -hmm. She uh, had been encountering them for a little while, but didn't really know what they were, so... It was one of these posts. Has anybody else been experiencing something like this? What can I do? You know, I pray, I do this, I do that, and nothing seems to work. And there was somebody who posted something along the lines of like, you don't know that they're bad. You don't know their intentions. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just creatures like us. And you should try talking to them and understanding what they're doing. And There are all these other people like, no, do not engage with it. Do not talk to it keep doing what you're doing, like set your boundaries. You know, they were saying like that, that this person who was kind of defending it was saying they may just be seeking the same kind of relationship you are. Yeah. So if you set boundaries and they want to have a a successful relationship with you, they're going to respect those and whatever. And it's like, what is I mean, that sounds very open-minded. If it was about anything other than a A demon, demon, then, yeah, it's like, I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable, but this is, uh, this is, I don't, I don't think this is one of those situations where you just hope that their intentions are good and, and go with it.
1: Right. I I don't know why they get a pass as demons. It's like, you're a demon. You're all bad. The
2: only thing I can think of is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Because Buffy the Vampire Slayer went from this thing where all of them are bad
0: mm-hmm.
2: to kind of lightening up on it over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched much of that, that no. series or, or Angel, the spinoff of it. No. But it wound up being that there were occasionally demons that were good. Mm-hmm. You know, it it they're just a, a type of creature. Yeah. You know, they tend towards being bad, but not all of them are that way. And I, I kind of feel like maybe that's it. I don't know. But I don't know what people... You know, I don't know how old these people were that were posting this stuff. I don't know if they grew up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that, like me. You know, yeah. that would put them in their thirties probably. Yeah. So I don't know if that's it or if they're watching like Supernatural or Vampire yeah. Diaries or whatever. It's I can't. I don't know. I don't know any of those shows. <laughs> I don't know what they're about, but I know right. there's a lot of media that sort of humanizes and romanticizes the supernatural or what would previously have been monstrous.
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah. It, it's, it. it is weird. And I have to think of these people that are, you know, like you said, saying, well, just set boundaries and, you know, let them know that you're also interested in human women and, you know, <laughs> you're fine as long as they're fine with you, you know, being with a human woman, you can, you know, maintain your relationship with them and stuff like that. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Think about what you're saying. I mean, I think these some of these people must be extremely lonely to think that having a relationship with a demon is okay,
2: Or is going to end well in any
1: way. Right. I mean, you know, we we talk about Zozo. You know, he appears as different things. Well, Zozo could easily appear as a succubus. And then, you know, you say, okay, well, let's have a relationship. And then all of a sudden he's like, ha ha, got you, bitch. And <laughs> all of a sudden you're sleepwalking and, you know, mm-hmm. committing crimes and, you know, self-harm and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary because, you know, these young kids out there are reading some of these websites where people are telling them no it's okay to engage with a demon and it's i just find it bizarre that the incubus and succubus sort of get a pass on being a demon
2: i I don't think they do entirely i think there are um incubus and succubus apologists out there (laughs) or, or groupies or whatever they are because yeah. it's not the majority You know, most people talk about how it's a horrible experience Like a lot of them, it, it was I mean, it's sexual assault Right And a lot of them describe having the same sort of psychological effects You would expect if a, a human had done whatever that was to you mm-hmm. But I think there are some people who I don't know, maybe they just like what happened to them And they want to feel vindicated about it by saying like No, it's not always bad It's
1: fine. (laughs) Okay, so how can we get rid of them? Say you've got one in your life and you definitely do not want anything to do with it, which I highly suggest to any listeners out there. If you've got something like this happening in your life, you need to do something to get rid of it. So what can we do to get rid of them? Uh, The
2: primary ways to get rid of them that I read are exorcism, Mm -hmm. excommunication. So exorcism, we know what that is. Right. That's being cast out usually by a clergy person who is qualified for that. Mm Excommunication is kind of a strange one. It wasn't explained where I saw it mentioned, but essentially that is just being cast out by the church not Mm -hmm. being allowed to be part of the church or communicate with members of the church. So that one I'm not entirely sure about. I didn't get a lot of context on that. Is that one that you saw too?
1: Uh, I did not see that. Um, I saw that you can use substances such as salt and gold. And what I take that to mean is surrounding yourself with like a line of salt, which may get pretty awful in bed. Yeah. Uh, Wearing gold and using simple banishing techniques. And I don't know about these techniques. I'm sure that uh, someone out there could uh, maybe email us and let us know a little bit more about it. But uh, a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram or one of its derivatives. So the Gnostic pentagram. Uh, dream catchers are also generally reported to be effective against their attacks upon the sleeping.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um, so the a lot of the removal or I guess defensive things that I found were religious. So yours were a little bit more spiritual. So I like that we found different stuff. That's kind of what I was hoping mm-hmm. we'd find because I there isn't a lot to this yeah. as far as what I was able to find. There are, there are books that describe them. There are books that list out experiences, but you know, different sources say different things, which is fun. You know, it's kind of fun to research and talk about. So going on with mine, you know, is exorcism excommunication, which I'm not really sure how that's supposed to work. I don't, that might be like some kind of translation issue too, because these are sort of a worldwide phenomenon. They're not strictly, you know, common in English speaking countries but the sign of the cross is something that's supposed to be able to help you or protect you mm-hmm. along with the angelic salutation which if i looked that up it looks like a hail mary okay it looks like you're supposed to pray a hail mary like uh i guess if you pray a rosary yeah you know you would you would theoretically be protected right. uh sacramental confession i guess to confess that oh, you have been dealing <laughs> with One of these things, or to some extent cooperating with it, Mm -hmm. that is supposed to kind of loosen its hold on you, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is not really religious. It's just move. Yeah. You know, relocate, and it may not be able to find you again. Mm -hmm. And then it still seems from the same sources that sometimes these religious methods are not effective, Mm -hmm. that they don't seem to have any fear of. Religious symbolism or, you know, words, prayers, mm-hmm. recitals, whatever, uh, that they're sometimes some very few say that they seem annoyed by it. And most say that they just seem kind of indifferent to it. They're not overwhelmed in any way by it.
1: Mm-hmm. I was wondering if excommunication just means telling them to get the hell out of your house. That could be
2: it could be part of that translation thing that that's what they mean by it, where I'm taking it to be the religious form mm-hmm. of that, you know, that you're excommunicated from your, your church and society or whatever. So,
1: well, so do you think like the church excommunicates the victim? Like say if I have an experience with a succubus and then I go to church and say, I need help. Do you think that they're going to be like, well, no, you, you know, you had an experience with this demon, you're out of the church.
2: I don't believe so. That's not the impression I got. Okay, good. Uh, It sounds as though, at least in the past, the church has been very tolerant Mm -hmm. and open to the idea that what happens to you is not your fault. And if you're a child that is the suspected product of one of these matings, that Mm -hmm. that doesn't reflect on you. As the the product of it, like what would be a Cambian otherwise. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it also, I found that they would sometimes burn pregnant nuns. So who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, it depends where you are. There are a lot of things that happened in the past that are very shameful Mm -hmm. that, you know, have happened to people based on religion. There's a lot of great things that come out of religion, more great things than bad. But, you know, every religion has a dark past at some point. Yeah. So I think
2: that these are probably a mix of real experiences that are maybe misunderstood Mm -hmm. and a supernatural explanation for a natural phenomenon.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So I think where, you know, like you had kind of alluded to when we were talking earlier, you know, saying like, well, it was a succubus that did that or an incubus that did this to my daughter.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I think that might be trying to preserve her honor, her dignity, whatever, her reputation to say, like, it's not her fault. She's not of low character or, or whatever, you know, just given the morality of the time. Yeah, I think that might be something I think there probably were mystery pregnancies that, you know, people didn't really know how they happened because mm-hmm. people didn't really understand the reproductive system that well in the past. Right. You know, I think, uh, well, I don't, I don't dig into it, but <laughs> I think it's entirely possible that they'd be like, I don't, I really genuinely don't know how this happened.
1: Well, you, you look at like the rhythm method, uh, which is promoted by the Catholic church where if you want to have sex, there are days that you are unlikely to get pregnant based on your female cycle and days that you were very likely to get pregnant. You know, maybe some of these young ladies thought that they were in their stage of the cycle where they would not get pregnant and then Mm -hmm. did. And then they're like, oh, well, the church says that I couldn't get pregnant, you know, and I don't know about how the rhythm method works but you know just say for instance like you know the third day after my cycle stopped you're not supposed to be able to get pregnant and that's when i had sex and i got pregnant so it must be a demon yeah
2: yeah or just or just somebody maybe not wanting to take responsibility for what they did true saying like nope not my kid you must have been with an incubus yeah I but I do think I mean sleep paralysis is a thing. We don't know why it happens, but it is a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think sleep paralysis is a component of it. I think dreams are a component of it. Mm -hmm. I I had this weird dream years ago where I was, and I don't even know if it was really a dream. It was like a sleep paralysis event. I just remember laying in bed. You know, I lived alone. And I remember laying in bed, I was on my back, and I just had the impression that there were people all around me, mm. and I kind of vaguely remember seeing, like, people standing around my bed,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it was just annoying, like, it's just, go away, why are you here, I don't understand. Hmm. So
1: you weren't, like, and,
2: terrified? No, it was just, it was like, it's, it's like when you have a weird dream, and it's like, well this is this is fine
1: okay did you feel like you knew you were dreaming at Mm, the time
2: no i didn't really understand what was going on okay i i i have dreams where sometimes i'll come out of them and i'll realize that what happened was a dream Mm -hmm. and i'll also realize that if i go back to sleep right now i'm likely to go back into that dream i just didn't really know what was going on but i knew i wanted to go back to sleep i was tired (laughs) yeah but you know i think that's I don't think there was anything paranormal about it. I think it was a dream that was just kind of screwing with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that could be something that contributes to this. If you have a dream or if you have intrusive thoughts, whether they're from some other source or from yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like uh, Lovecraft said that a lot of the stuff that he wrote about was not anything that he created, it was just what he saw. Like it was just things that he saw and experienced. So that could be part of it, too. You know, that you like, yeah, you may not think like that you would ever want to dream about something like this, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to.
1: Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of teenage boys have wet dreams, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I never had one personally that I know of. And I think I would have known, but, you know, that could be. Something where you know in the past they didn't understand that that may be a thing, and then they just automatically thought, Well, it must have been a demon that you know visited you in your sleep, and that's what happens.
2: So, yeah, I think some of it could be trying to explain something natural, but I that's not to rule out that there's you know ghosts and whatever that do whatever they do. True, you know, yeah. some of this stuff is, I mean, we've we've all seen. The documentary Ghostbusters (laughs) and the the scene where they're sleeping. Yeah. do You know the scene I'm talking
1: about? (laughs) Yes. He's having sex with a ghost. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Apparently that scene was much longer in the original cut and they had to cut it down, but they chose to like out of all the things they chose to leave in, they had to leave that in. Yeah. Like somebody fought for that scene. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I mean, I think there's some component of it that's probably real. Mm -hmm. and i am interested by the fact that people are saying that when they encounter these things and there are people who say they have these experiences for months i found one person saying they had this going on off and on for three months and it was like just tearing them up
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know and that's part of it is that they can they can steal so much of your energy that you could eventually die from it Mm
0: -hmm.
2: or you know the only time you feel energized is when you're engaging with it
1: right Right, so, that they'll literally suck you dry of all your energy.
0: hmm
2: Yeah, and the idea that they are not always um, affected by anything religious that normally would help.
1: hmm
2: Kind of makes me wonder about their origin as well.
1: Well, their terms, incubus and succubus, are European, but like you said earlier, they appear in mythology from all around the world. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not just European. It's not just Christian. Uh, There's lots of different examples of these beings throughout, you know, all different cultures. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, I guess that lends a little bit of credibility to it. Um, And then there's also, you talked about sleep paralysis And then, um, there are the night hags and we've probably all heard of like the old hag syndrome, which is supposed to be, you know, now diagnosed as sleep paralysis where people thought that this old woman would come and sit on their chest and their stomach and make it to where they couldn't move and had a lot of trouble breathing in their sleep. And it was explained you know as being a a night hag, whereas now we believe at at least science, and most of us probably believe that it's just sleep paralysis, yeah but in those cases, they believe that the entity is feeding on fear rather than lust or sexual energy mm-hmm. so. Um, I was unable to find any incubus succubus dating sites, (laughs) but like Tinder. Yeah. But from some of the stories that, you know, we read, it's almost like I could see that happening because some people are so into it that it's like, well, first of all, there's conjuring spells that, you know, you try to do this to get a succubus or incubus to appear in your life and we'll talk about those in a little bit let's take a quick break to get a word from our sponsor now back to cryptique so are they dangerous
2: yeah i mean from what i can tell yes if even if you aren't worried about them killing you from taking so much of your energy or you know whatever else they're trying to do or impregnate you they seem dangerous in terms of the psychological effect they have on people
0: because mm-hmm.
2: there are people who genuinely seem to be very troubled by the experience they're having, whether it's really some kind of external entity or just an internal experience that they're having. The the impact of it seems real. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that should be taken seriously. Absolutely. And considered a, a genuine danger.
1: Well, I found a lot of no's and a lot of yes. Uh, I was surprised at how many people don't find them to be dangerous that also believe they are demons. And that makes Mm -hmm. no sense to me. So I, I found that on rare occasions, swarms of these entities will attach themselves to one person and will be able to physically affect them. Um, So they say it's generally harmless and pleasurable, assuming the victim is healthy and suffers no strange repressions regarding sex.
0: Hmm. It can
1: be exhausting. Under such circumstances, banishing and the use of appropriate prophylactic talismans is recommended. uh, Should the subject wish to get rid of these beings? Maybe an eagle claw attached to a condom? (laughs) I mean, but...
2: it's like a g-string made of a...
1: <laughs> with some uh, <laughs> magic beads on it or something.
2: Yeah, you have to get it from a shaman, a yeah. special beaded uh, g-string. Oh my God, yeah, I don't know what that would be. I I have no clue.
1: <laughs> Let us know if you have any prophylactic uh, talismans out there, but it says that. Uh, once they decide they like someone, the person will generally receive multiple visitations over the course of his or her life. Some people regard the exchange of a little energy for the sexual pleasures offered by these beings to be well worth it and will seek to encourage visitations by them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I found a lot of people talking in a similar way that they are there. They're there they're for it.
1: So, I mean, it's almost like, some people have this as a sexual orientation. Hmm. I mean, I I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, that's what I'm getting out of this. So,
2: yeah, I don't know if like fully sexual orientation is the right way to look at it, but definitely a preference or something they're not opposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like um, if you're into using Tools and toys, like it's it's another option for you. I guess is maybe how some of these people consider it. You know, some of the some of the folks that uh, defend it or talk about having a positive relationship, yeah, with one of these entities, and it it could be that they're not having an interaction with a demon. Mm -hmm. It's possible that it could be something else. If it's positive, it might be something else.
1: That's true. Like a ghost. I mean, who knows? All right. So Lilith, what I understand it to be is that Lilith was Adam's first wife and she wanted to be in charge. She wanted to be on top sexually. And that was was looked at as wrong, that the man should be in control. And she was eventually banished. Now she appears as a fertility goddess. Uh, In some versions of the Bible, Adam's first wife, she was cast out of the Garden of Eden. And it is said that she became a succubus who had the ability to kill men with a single kiss. Hmm. So apparently Adam and Lilith had daughters known as the Lilin that were also believed to be succubi. And in ancient folklore, Jewish mothers feared that their children would be kidnapped or eaten by Lilith in the Lilin. And one thing that's interesting is the term lullaby comes from singing specific songs to babies to literally mean Lilith by to keep her away. Hmm. So that's where your term lullaby comes from.
2: I've never heard anything like that.
1: Interesting, huh? It's very interesting, yeah. That goes back to what we said that, you know, she may be creating these beings. And then we go into succubi were blamed for sleep paralysis. We talked about that a little bit. A bishop of the Catholic Church even wrote about the succubus and its male counterpart, the incubus, as being a source of sleep paralysis and erotic dreams. He went so far as to claim that a succubus would have intercourse with a man, then transform into an incubus to impregnate a human woman. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talked about. But it's interesting that a bishop of the Catholic Church wrote that. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, some person on the Internet that had an experience or or something like that. It's it's accepted by the church. And then we have a story about... Pope Sylvester II. Did you come across that one? Nope. All right. So in one ancient story, a succubus makes a pope prosperous. A medieval chronicler recorded a story about a young man who became involved with a succubus and who later became Pope Sylvester II. According to the story, when this pope was a young student, he was called Gerbert of Aurelach. He fell in love with a beautiful woman, but she rejected him. Gerbert subsequently met a woman named... Meridiana, who promised him intimacy, knowledge, and wealth as long as he stayed faithful to her. Some say that Gerbert's devotion to Meridiana eventually made him Pope, but she subsequently predicted his passing. Afraid of dying without confessing his sins, Gerbert told the story of Meridiana before his impending death. The legend goes on to claim that the tomb of Pope Sylvester II becomes covered in sweat prior to the passing of a Pope. So there we have a Pope that uh, it doesn't sound like he was definitely saying this was a incubus, but he's not saying it wasn't. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, that a a Pope would come up with that um, story.
2: I do think it's interesting how much uh, organized religion seems to validate these experiences. You know, you have the quotes from Thomas Aquinas saying that these are, They seem to be real. They're reported by reliable people, you know, and they're
1: considered as having happened. And it doesn't seem like they're attention seekers.
2: No. And it's not like a hysteria sort of thing either. Right. You know, it's not like um, the witch trials or anything like that where, or, or like we talked about with the Gibson vampire Mm -hmm. where it's this thing happens, they attribute it to something mythological and then it kind of goes away. Yeah. It's a consistent across time type of experience
1: in 2007 an anonymous internet user shared his purported encounter with a succubus in the midst of a manic episode that kept him awake for three days let's start by covering a manic episode a um, manic episode can just be an episode usually people that have manic, manic episodes are bipolar and they'll stay awake They feel like they don't need sleep. They might have hallucinations, that sort of thing. So, you know, keep that in mind as we tell the story. But the man claimed that the experience began with the sensation of a gentle touch to his hand. At this point, he was fully conscious, but wondered what was going on. He claimed he could not see the succubus, but sensed her speaking to him. He also recalled the smell of perfume and that she changed her appearance several times throughout the six-hour encounter. Hmm. Although the man first thought he was being visited by an angel, further research convinced him the entity was a succubus. Rather than fearing the incident, the man said he sought out treatment for his mental health and that the event had a profound effect on his life. You know, he sought out medical help and apparently that stopped it. So, good for him.
2: So was it really anything paranormal to begin with?
1: Mm -hmm. That's an interesting story because it seems... Legit, as far as this is what he believed happened, and then he thought about seeking help for it, and then the help worked. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that's a a good story. Did you come across the story of a man named Ethan? Does that no. ring? No, no. Nope.
0: Right.
2: No, most of the stories that I found, if not all of them, didn't mention any names. A lot of user accounts were deleted as well
1: after posting them. Hmm. That's interesting. I was able to find a couple medical reports, and they basically diagnosed the people that were making these medical reports as schizophrenic. And I don't know. I feel sometimes like schizophrenia is overdiagnosed, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, in these cases, one of them when he was treated with you know all and I don't know all the medication but it was like six different medications it it worked and he stopped having these experiences but who knows what happens you know if you're on that much medication you know, what it actually does to your mind. It could just, you know, numb your mind and dull you out so much that something like this could still be happening and you just might not even be aware of it. So,
2: yeah, that could be kind of like in doctor sleep. Haven't seen that one. Uh, actually I don't know much about the movie. I forgot they made a movie of it. I'm actually more talking about the book, but doctor (sighs) sleep is the follow up to the shining. Again, the, the, Book and movie for The Shining were very different, so I imagine the movie for the for Doctor Sleep is going to be different, at least mm-hmm. in its setup. But a lot of it revolves around Danny Torrance, who has these abilities. You know, he has The Shining.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: His ability to see and interact with uh, ghosts or other entities, and a big part of it revolves around his drug addiction and alcoholism and things like that because he is tired of seeing this stuff. Yeah. Like, he's seen it his whole life. It's been messing with him, so he's trying to just numb himself to it so he doesn't have to deal with it anymore.
1: And who could blame him? In December 2012, in Bakersfield, California, a young man named Ethan had a demonic encounter. After returning from school, Ethan was tired and worn out, but still had plenty of homework to do. I'm assuming that he was in high school. It doesn't give an age on here, but... um, He worked late into the night before finally collapsing into bed. He fell asleep instantly but did not sleep soundly. He dreamt that an evil being was in his home and it tried to get into his room. It finally broke in and as soon as it did, Ethan jolted awake with a ringing sound in his ears. Ethan felt the demon. It was on the wall behind his head, holding Ethan's limbs down. It had something in his ears and and his left ear began to vibrate violently. The strange sensation was spread to his right ear as well. Ethan fought as best he could but could not break free. He cursed at the being and tried to free his arms or legs. The demon only laughed at him, an eerie horrific sound that was neither deep nor high pitched. The demon cried out, soon, and released Ethan. Ethan sat up rapidly, leaping out of bed to turn on the lights, but when the light flooded his bedroom, there was nothing out of the ordinary. However, Ethan's dogs were acting abnormal, barking, leaping at the door, and trying desperately to get to their owner. He went to the bathroom and was startled to see his reflection in the mirror. His eyes were bloodshot, with the whites of his eyes completely red. Ethan realized he had been visited by a succubus demon. Ethan remains terrified of the demon returning, but has not had another incident ever since. So, I don't know, that, you know, he claims it was a succubus and doesn't mention anything about sex. So, yeah, I guess you kind of have to take that one with a grain of salt.
2: Yeah, that sounds more like a general sleep paralysis.
1: So, is the succubus real? While evidence is hard to come by, there are plenty of people like Ethan who have very similar stories about their encounters with demons. Either it is an elaborate hoax with people working together to come up with a consistent story, or something more sinister is at work. Or... The third thing is that it could just be mental illness. So hmm. they don't mention that in the article, but um, yeah. there is a website that you can visit called spirit lover. And Uh-oh. it's not the uh, dating site we had talked about, but it does give you ways to, summon an incubus or a succubus. S- Spirit lover is not a dating site. It is, I, I, from what I've gathered, it is a site of someone who, you know, believes in all these things and is probably into Wiccan or some sort of magic with a K, uh, sort of things. Uh, So one, read about them. Read about other people's experiences and encounters on the internet. Look at succubus images and photos. The more, the merrier. If you find an image that appeals to you the most and pulls you in closer, then concentrate on it and put your intentions into it. Thinking about them intently while you masturbate. The more you focus on them, the better your intent will be. Make sure when you release, you say out loud, I give my sexual energy to any succubus that are presently here. Ask the universe as it sends a message out there, thinking about them with serious intentions, talking out loud, saying things like, I wish I had a succubus as a lover and really wanting one without hesitation will attract her. So that's, that's one. Don't recommend it. Uh, (sighs) Then there is a letter of intent to Lilith method where you write her a letter uh, telling her what you want specifically Exactly what you want. Um, we don't need to get too much into that. And then you do the ritual at 3 a.m. and you burn the letter. And then there's the yukshi succubus method, where you basically do a recital. You you recite some pre-written text, and then it says that it will take seven years for the succubus to finally manifest.
0: Hmm.
1: So, there's that.
2: I thought Kickstarter was bad.
1: So, 10 facts about a succubus. They are always naked. Who knew? Uh, They feed on sexual energy because you are their food source and they need it just like we need food. They are the jealous type. So, in this it says... Ask them if it is okay for you to have a human partner. Mutual understandings are best. You can usually set the rules and terms like a contract before you initiate a relationship. But if they're demons, you can't really
2: rely on them. Right.
1: Uh, They are invisible but semi-physical. Sex with them is addictive. And they can fall in love with you. They are not evil. They have many forms and shapeshift at will. And a, a lot of people believe that the way they manifest is through what you want to see in your own mind. So whatever you're into, you know, if you like, you know, curvy women or skinny women or, you know, whatever you, you like, that's how they appear.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, they usually appear at night and they can be summoned. I don't suggest it, but that's out there.
2: Yeah, I don't suggest any of that stuff. I don't think summoning anything or opening the door to anything is a good idea.
1: I agree fully. So, what else do we have to talk about with Succubus and Incubus?
2: I couldn't find a whole lot beyond, you know, kind of these, this pattern of experiences where most of them are negative, some of them are either positive or experienced by people who want them to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're acknowledged by religion, but religion doesn't seem to have that much power over them. It's an interesting topic. And I think, I think it's a term for something else. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my conclusion. I've sort of said that before, but I think it's a term being put on sort of like a Venn diagram where there's Mm -hmm. an overlap. I think it's a bunch of different things and we're slapping incubus and succubus on that overlap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm not I'm not 100% sure what it is, but it seems inconsistent enough to me that you know it it it's probably something else. And mm-hmm. a lot of these things to summon something when you put so much intention into it, mm-hmm. you can summon something like a tulpa. Mm-hmm. Or or create a tulpa, I should say. And that may be what shows up. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something that you're thinking about, especially over the course of years, or you're you're thinking about it intently enough to perform some kind of ritual to try to summon it, mm-hmm. that could be what's happening. You're either causing it to happen in a dream or a lucid dream, or you're creating some sort of thought form.
1: Mm-hmm. So what about you? My thought is that it is a regular demon. I don't think that any form of interaction is okay. I think that asking for one to visit you is a horrible idea, just like using an Ouija board or, you know, anything along those lines. I think that they're tricksters and will say or do whatever you want or they think that you want to get what they want. And what they want is not good for you. I mean, it it makes no sense to me that it could be in the end, a positive experience. You know, eventually a a demon basically wants possession Uh as far as, you know, what I've studied throughout my life. That's, that's their goal. You know, the easier you make it, then the easier it's going to be for them. And while there's a lot of banter on the internet that it's a good thing and stuff like that, I think it's very, very dangerous. And it is, it's scary to me to think that all these people are, you know, thinking it's a good thing. Yeah. So I don't, I I didn't find any stories where um, it turned out that they eventually, you know, went crazy and killed people or, you know, committed suicide or anything like that. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. I I, I just I'm shocked. I really am shocked at all the people that, you know, see it as a positive experience. Um, yeah,
2: I was surprised by it, too. Even though it's not a huge majority or anything, mm-hmm. the fact that it's happening at all right. is kind of, yeah, astonishing.
1: I mean, I guess there are people out there that have summoned demons and and stuff like that. But it seems like for whatever reason, the Incubus and Succubus have been given a pass on their intention. I don't know. I mean, I, that's all I can say is that I, I'm just shocked at the amount of people that think it's all good.
2: Well, I think maybe if they if people understand that it's energy they're after and they're willing to make that exchange... Mm -hmm. It becomes just a transaction to Mm -hmm. them. You know, it's almost a commodity. And that really could just be
0: it.
1: All right. So according to Alpha Triad, have you ever heard of that website? I have not. Um, It's marketed as a fitness, health, travel, and financial freedom website. It's got an article, 15 signs you're dating a succubus. I take this to be more along the lines of the um urban dictionary kind of succubus that they're talking about like referring to an actual physical female as opposed to an actual demon but mm-hmm. i'll just read these real quick first of all they're mind-blowing in bed second they'll make up illnesses and they'll say anything to get attention they will self-harm or mutilate including piercings and tattoos but It is, uh, it's not always the case. They'll have a rape story about going to Mm. a party or something, almost being raped. They'll move way too fast. Within two weeks, they'll be talking about marriage and kids. They'll play dumb. If they do something that's clearly out of line to anyone with four neurons, they'll play dumb and say they didn't know it was bad. Yeah. They'll never admit fault. There could be a dead guy beside them and a knife in their hand, but it still wouldn't be their fault.
2: I dated a girl like that. (laughs)
1: Uh, They have a second personality. And they'll even refer to it as good and bad. Insert your name. Mm. Good and bad Lilith, we'll say. Uh, They love drugs. They'll endear themselves to your family. They'll expose all your weaknesses. And then they'll build you up. So they'll basically cut you down by you know telling you all these bad things about yourself and then they'll build you up which is kind of what they do in the military you know that's they,
2: exactly what i was about to say
1: they break you down and uh, then build you up the way they want you
2: yeah they break you down as an individual and bring you up as part of a team or collective unit yeah that's this good. is like i want to bring you up as something that i control now mm-hmm. and i have the keys to the military is what it is but this is worse than right. the way the military does it. And I've definitely dated a girl like that before.
1: Uh, she'll provoke you. She'll test you and try and get a physical reaction out of you. It says they love the idea of a strong man tearing them apart with their bare hands. Also lovers of choking and extremely rough sex. Uh, she'll make her parents hate you. The constant infighting and drama makes her happy. We'll just... Use the term "happy." Uh, she'll drive a wedge between you and your bros. That's the final level. The bros. So yeah, that's why it kind of seems to me like they're talking about a an actual physical person.
2: Yeah, I think they're talking about a toxic personality type
1: there. Yeah,
2: but because I thought those were interesting. Yeah. So, what's your verdict? Real, not real, misdiagnosed,
1: overused? My verdict is demons that will do anything to uh, get what they want. And, you know, maybe it starts off as, you know, a give-and-take relationship, but eventually it's going to end up really bad for you. Mm. What do you think? I, I
2: I can agree with that. I think, um, in general, it seems that any otherworldly entity that has a negative intent has to find some way to weasel its way into your life. Right. And if that's through something that seems to be beneficial or transactional in nature, like trading a little energy for some fun, you know, that's, that's a way in, you know, kind of along the same lines of, a somebody who tries to get in touch with the spirit of a loved one. Mm -hmm. And encounter something else, you know, it's something they try so hard to bring in and then they can't get rid of when they realize they've done something wrong.
1: Isn't it kind of accepted that demons always lie? I mean, I think that's pretty much in the, you know, the main description of a demon is they just lie about everything. Yeah. So what? Pretty much par for the course. What binds these entities to follow the deal that they make with you? Nothing. What are you going to take them to court? I mean, <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, that's a great idea for a new show, Succubus Court. You know, I want a divorce from my succubus. <laughs> so, <laughs> shoot us a text and let us know what you guys think. I'll I'll put a uh, poll in the uh, show notes, and we'll see what you come up with.
2: Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear if anybody's had an experience like this.
1: And if they did, what they thought about it. Yeah.
2: You know, whether it was beneficial or not. I mean, it's one of those things that things that are bad for you can have good effects. Like, it's, it isn't as clear-cut, maybe, as we're making it seem. Even when it comes down to something like smoking or drinking. Yeah. You know, drinking can relieve anxiety. Smoking can kind of sharpen or clarify the mind. hmm They don't make up for the long-term health impacts of using these substances long-term, but you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing here. There's a long-term impact for a short-term pleasure.
1: Yeah. And that's a great way to put it too. I I think that really, you know, hits the nail on the head because yeah, you, you want to try a cigarette. I mean, you know, most young people do and, it turns out like, Oh yeah, that was, that was cool. It, you know, relieved some stress or, you know, I looked cool and I fit in with my friends and then 30 years later, you've got, you know, you're smoking two packs a day and you've got lung cancer and can't quit. And I think that's a good analogy to probably go along with this. Yeah. It starts out, Hey, we had one experience turned out to be okay, maybe two. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, five years later you find yourself barely able to drag yourself out of bed you have to have a rain every morning just to wake (laughs) up and you're stuck and the deal didn't work so stay away from demons guys please
2: yeah demons are bad okay (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) exactly Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Cryptique. We hope you learned something new about Incubi and Succubi. Don't ever trust a demon of any sort and stick to humans when looking for love. No matter how bad things seem, there's someone for everyone. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends. For case suggestions, shoot us an email at cryptiquepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Check out Movie Hell and Exploring Evil and have a great night. Behold, the mystery of the cosmos. The system
0: is alive! That's right. That's right. That's right.